is up, y'all? Welcome back to another episode of Surfing the Stream, where every week we are in a quest to find out what is the greatest movie of all time. I am Matt Primo, and this week we are reviewing the second movie in the Hellboy franchise, Hellboy 2, The Golden Army. Last week I did Hellboy. I put it up for vote on our Discord channel, which you can get to by going to patreon.com slash two game. Uh, that is the number two uh, shout out to our $20 tier supporters, Carmen D. Cuckoo, Eric Hernandez, Sharon Petrie, Lindsay Humble, and Michael King. Uh, they all have access, plus other uh, members as well. They all have access to our Discord channel, which, again, you can get by going to patreon.com slash 2game. Join us in any of those tiers, and you get access to that Discord channel. And then you get to become a creator slash producer of our podcast. You get to vote on and pick what we talk about each and every week. Not only on Surfing the Stream, but on our two-game podcast, as well as our other Patreon-exclusive podcast as well. Uh, but yeah, we they voted for Hellboy to be voted uh, to be reviewed last week, and I kind of just took it upon myself. I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna I'm gonna use this opportunity, and I'm gonna go ahead and watch Hellboy two because I know for a fact Hellboy two is significantly better than the first one, and I want to get that movie. Rated, reviewed, and that'll be the end of it. So, needless to say, here I am, Hellboy 2, Golden Army. That's how we got here. Uh, so, yeah, let's just jump into it. We got all the Patreon stuff out of the way. Let's go ahead and jump into this movie and give you the fun facts and then my general impressions of the Golden Army. So, a prince of the mythical world starts a rebellion against humanity in order to rule the Earth. Hellboy must fight to stop him from locating the all-powerful Golden Army. Uh, this movie is directed by Guillermo del Toro, which if you can go back to uh, last week's review of Hellboy, then you can get all the uh, the fun facts for him. He's directed a lot of great, great movies. Uh, obviously, Hellboy, uh, Pan's Labyrinth, Pacific Rim, several, several good movies on there. This movie had a budget of 85 million dollars and it grossed worldwide 168.3 million dollars it stars ron perlman selma blair doug jones and luke goss it has a runtime of two hours and it was released july 11th 2008 now before we jump into the fun facts i do want to mention something and i think it's the most important thing that you can know about this movie so i worked at the theater Back in 2008, uh, I worked at the Grand Theater in Hattiesburg, Mississippi, and um, I want to say I had been there for what two or three years at that point. It had been a few years, a couple of years at least. Uh, I don't know if everybody is familiar with this particular date, but one week past this date, on the 18th, The Dark Knight came out, and I don't know if you remember The Dark Knight. But just about everybody in the world went and saw that movie. So I I believe that this movie did not get its due because of The Dark Knight. I mean, The Dark Knight just absolutely ravaged theaters. When we, when we were at the theater and the movie came out for The Dark Knight, and I don't want to turn this into a Dark Knight review. We've already done that. You can go check that out. It's one of our first handful of reviews that came out. When The Dark Knight came out, it originally had like a few screens that it was up. Like Everybody knew that it was a Batman movie, so it was going to make some money. But then when those screens got like filled up super quickly, it was basically every single screen in the movie theater was The Dark Knight. And they had 18 screens 
in that theater. So it was just like the Dark Knight just took over everything. And if the Dark Knight took over most of the screens, Hellboy 2 came out the week before. It just it got ate up. That's basically all it, did. it just came out at the exact wrong time. It was just in the wrong place at the wrong time, basically. Uh, I think if this movie had been released, I don't know, like a month before or even like a couple months after The Dark Knight, I, I think it would have done a lot better. But it was just like the timing of its release. It just it wasn't wasn't fair to it, honestly. And I, I think that ultimately this movie suffered because of it. And I think that's also another reason why we don't have Hellboy 3 with Ron Perlman and Del Toro uh, as part of the uh, the crew. But those are a bunch of what-ifs, and, you know, I don't like to play what-ifs. I take that back. I actually do like playing what-ifs, which is why I brought up this entire conversation. I think this this movie would have done so much better had it came out just a few weeks before The Dark Knight. But, again, I mean, nobody could have predicted how The Dark Knight just took the world by storm and how amazing that movie was. And, again, I don't want to take this and make this a uh, Dark Knight review but I just want to bring that to y'all's attention that, hey, yeah, this movie made $168 million, and yes, there was never a Hellboy 3, but I firmly believe that is the reason why we do not have that movie at this point. Uh, it's because of The Dark Knight, and it, it's not because Hellboy 2 was a bad movie. It wasn't. This movie is it is freaking phenomenal. But we'll get into that in just a second. So jumping into the fun facts, the young Hellboy at the very beginning of the movie was actually played by a 36-year-old woman. Yeah. Uh, Seth MacFarlane, who voices uh, Johan Krauss, did not know that going into this movie. When I was looking at the uh, all who starred in the movie, I was like, Seth MacFarlane's in this movie? Johan Krauss? Really? Uh, but apparently, he based his voice on Jeremy Irons' character from uh, Die Hard 3, Die Hard with a Vengeance. And when I read that fun fact and I went back and I kind of reimagined his voice in my head and compared the voices, bro, they kind of sound similar. That's pretty That's pretty awesome, I think. Uh, this one is a, it's one of these fun facts that I'm like, thank God he turned down this other role because one, we would never got Hellboy 2. Two, he would have been in this god-awful movie and it would probably ruined his entire career. Ron Perlman was offered the role of Piccolo in Dragon Ball Evolution, but turned it down to a prize Hellboy. Thank God he had a head on his shoulders and he picked the right movie. That's all I will say about that. Uh, I do know that if you go and support us at Patreon, we need two more supporters, guys. And I will do, me and Christian and maybe other people, will do a drunken review of Dragon Ball Evolution. We actually have a uh, a drinking game attached to the actual movie. And then once the movie has ended, we will go straight into a review and we will all be drunk doing it. And it's going to be a hell of a time. So we need two more supporters on Patreon. Patreon.com slash 2game. And as soon as y'all join up, as soon as we get that second member, we will drop that, uh, that drunken review. Uh, last and final fun fact. The elves and the golden army do not appear in Mike... Mignola's comics. They were originally made for this particular movie, for this film. Uh, did not know that either. I thought they would have been part of the comics. Uh, I actually don't know a whole lot about the comics as far as Hellboy goes. And I even mentioned this in the uh, in the first Hellboy 
review. I said, I don't know anything about the comics, so I'm not going to come at this. Well, oh, you don't do that in the comics. Or he's not like that in the comics. I'm not going to be like that, guys. I'm particularly looking at this movie for what it is and for the characters in this movie and how they interact with each other and the writing and whatnot. I I really don't give a crap about the comics. I, I really don't. If you love the comics more than the movies, by all means, that's your that's your prerogative. But me personally, I know nothing about the comics, and I'm perfectly okay with just loving this movie for, for what it is. Uh, now, jumping into my general impressions of Hellboy 2, The Golden Army. Guys, I freaking love this movie. Absolutely love this movie. I think this is head and shoulders above the original. I said it last week. I said, Hellboy, the original movie, is good. It is. It's it's a pretty good movie. It's enjoyable, uh, but it really leans into the cheesiness factor. And there were several things about that movie that I, that really held it back for me. Like Agent Myers. He was like one of the worthless characters ever made in any movie ever. Uh, they corrected that in this movie because, ah, he's not in it. So anything that they did great and Hellboy, the, the first movie, anything that did great in that movie, they did it times 10 in this movie. It was just done significantly better. Anything that they did bad in that first movie, they improved on it a little bit in this movie. And to kind of jump into specifics about that, so no Agent Myers, thank God. And instead of Agent Myers, they decided to add another character who was Johan Kraus, and he's a new member of the uh, of the bureau, and he kind of acts as like an antagonistic character for uh, for Hellboy to kind of put him at odds and whatnot. And I think it's done perfectly. I think the addition of Johan Kraus is is an excellent addition to this movie. Uh, he's actually infinitely more interesting and infinitely a better character than Agent Myers ever was or could have ever been dreamed of. Uh, I think anything about Johan Kraus is just, like I said, just significantly better than anything in that other movie. Uh, so, love Johan Kraus in this movie. And specifically his relationship with Hellboy, I think them being at odds with each other really worked for me. And then for them to kind of, quote-unquote, join forces at the end and Johan Kraus kind of uh, being like, oh, no, I'm going to let Hellboy kind of do his thing. Uh, I think it, it it really worked for me, honestly. Uh, that Johan versus Hellboy locker room fight, pure comedy gold. Absolutely loved that scene. Loved it. It was played so perfectly by uh, Ron Perlman, and then obviously Johan Kraus and his actor slash voice actor is two different people. I don't know. Uh, they it was just it was played very very well. The the overall cinematography of that scene and the writing was just was just perfect. I mean, I don't know what else I can say about it. Uh, but speaking of comedy, one of the things about the uh, the first movie that I said was it is it's rather cheesy. It's got some funny moments. I love the character of Hellboy. I love how they I love the uh, the personality of Hellboy. I guess uh, I think he, they made him really snarky. And they did a, such a great job of making you love that character, care for that character over the course of the entire movie. And I think they do that times 10 in this movie. They do it so well. While not every joke lands, I actually appreciate 
the comedy more in this movie. Uh, they don't always make me laugh, but the humor and the uh, the lighthearted moments are just better overall. I just I uh, I, I love the the uh, the lightheartedness and the comedic beats of this movie. And again, not every joke lands, but I don't need them to land. I just need it to be lighthearted. I need it to be something that they, oh they don't take themselves too seriously, because I think that absolutely one hundred percent makes this movie even better and this world even better uh is when they kind of lean into that a little bit more and the cheese factor oh it's still there like it's 100 percent there but it seems to me like this movie is not like like i said the first movie was kind of comparable to the 90s ninja turtle movies super cheesy this one i feel like is is more mature in a sense like, it's not super cheesy like those Ninja Turtle movies, but it has, like, a certain cheese factor to it. And I keep saying cheese a lot. I, I know. I understand. I don't know if I'm getting my point across 100%, but I do feel like this is a more mature movie. Like, it's in better hands. Like, they like they did such a better job of doing everything from top to bottom. And it just came across in the uh, in the overall movie once it got released. Uh, the pacing of this movie is is phenomenal, guys. I looked down, and I had already watched like 40 minutes of the movie. I was like, Jesus, I was not expecting that. So the pacing is really good. Uh, the first 30 minutes, I will say this, the first 30 minutes is infinitely better than anything in the first movie. Now, granted, anything in this movie is better than anything in the first movie. But just the first 30 minutes alone, nothing from the first movie tops it. And I, I think when you talk about this movie, ultimately, it, you're going to compare it to the first movie. And I've done it this entire review so far. I just don't know of a movie in in my lifetime that it is a sequel, obviously to a previous movie. That's what a sequel is. But, uh, but I don't know of a sequel. The first movie comes out. It's good, not great. And then the sequel is so much better than the first movie. Like, I don't know of a movie in my lifetime that has come out and it has just been so infinitely better than the first movie. Now, you could say, uh, oh, well, you got The Godfather 2. Uh, I Honestly, I'm not super familiar with The Godfather movies. Uh, oh, what about The Dark Knight? Uh, Batman Begins is a fantastic movie. In fact, I have even thought in the recent years that it might be better than The Dark Knight overall. But I have not made that distinction yet, so do not castrate me. Or you even got uh, The Empire Strikes Back. Yeah, but A New Hope is amazing in its own rights. Okay, So it's not infinitely better. This movie is it's just a, a swing in the other direction as far as... Uh, just how great this movie is in comparison to the first movie. And I don't know of a movie in recent memory or in my lifetime anyways that that has come out and just improved so much on the sequel. If you can think of a movie that has done that, please let me know. Go to our uh, go to our Patreon. You can drop us a comment there. Or you can go to our Discord by subscribing to our Patreon, patreon.com slash two game. Or you can go to uh, our Facebook page. Let me know because I'm I'm definitely interested in starting a conversation about the best improvement from the first movie to the second movie. 
And just a couple other things that I wanted to mention about this movie. Uh, Abe in this movie, I thought they did a great job of giving him that love interest. Uh, it really improved his character in this movie in comparison to the first one. It gave him more to do. It actually made him like a legit character in this movie. I said he was good in the first movie, but this one, like, he is like legitimately better. It's not even close. Now they do kind of cut back on like some of Blair's character a little bit in this movie. It seems like, and they kind of give some more screen time to to Abe, and they also kind of cut back on uh, Manning's stuff a little bit. And then you also have the uh, father, Broom, uh, who got his stuff kicked back, obviously, because he died in the first one. Spoiler alert. But I, I think all those additions, all those uh, swapping around the stories and improving on those characters, I think really, really improved this movie. And I was going to say, I was actually just about to say that I think I enjoy the character moments more than the action, but that's more so in the first movie, like, the action is not that great in the first one. The action is really, really good in this movie. And I would say, I I kind of wish when the action was there, I kind of wish for the characters. When the characters were there, I was like, give me some more action. It was kind of like a vice versa thing. Uh, it is, you are always hungry for the next thing in this movie, which is always a welcome thing when you go see a movie. I just want... I just want the next action sequence or I want the next uh, character moment that I can get to. And it's just, it's a constant battle between those two things in this movie. And that's not a negative thing. That's a, that's actually a really good compliment for the movie. And then on the first movie, I mentioned that, you know, they use a lot of practical effects. They use makeup and whatnot. And it really helped that movie uh, age very well in the year 2022 it looks pretty good but then i said you can tell the wire work you can tell that they did have to use cgi on some stuff and i said that the selma blair stuff at the very end was horrendous looking guys let me tell you the cgi in this movie it, i i know it had to be cgi but i couldn't really tell like the cgi holds up very very well being what 13 years later uh 14 years later, just about 14 years later. Uh, I had to do that quick math in my head, that little Mississippi math. But I do think that the movie holds up very well nowadays, and it looks significantly better than the first one. I, I'm just going to say it, and I feel like I'm repeating myself. Anything about the first movie, it is done better in this movie. Everything. CGI, special effects, practical effects, the world building, the lore, the designs, the costumes so awesome so incredible like i can't say enough good things about how amazing that world looks the designs the the creatures the the characters their costumes the uh the animatronics it just it looks so damn cool and it was like anytime a character came on screen i'm like well why do they look like that why does that dude have a uh a a fist that shoots off like a like a cannon and then he can reel it back in. Like, why is he like that? I want to know more about him. Like, I just think the character designs are so dang good. And then you got the, what is it, the Angel of Death. She looks like that character from Pan's Labyrinth. I don't remember the character's name, but it, it's similar looking designs. Uh, like, the character looked creepy 
and also cool and badass at the exact same time. It was it's it's a smorgasbord of, of feelings. I, I I will honestly say, uh, but yeah, it just everything from top to bottom just looked so much better. It was like they had so much more time to to kind of think about and plan this movie in comparison to the first one, which I don't know if that's the case or not. But just everything was just better from top to bottom. And then the Golden Army. I mean, guys, let's come on. The, the, so damn cool. So cool. Just from a design perspective and then the fact that they rebuild themselves. Uh, awesome. And then last thing that I want to mention before I end this review. First movie, I said the villain was kind of lacking. And did I really need the villain to be amazing in the first movie? Probably not. But this movie, the villain is a lot better. I'm not going to say he's like up there with the Joker from the Dark Knight or any of the all-time best villains. But I thought he was actually pretty decent in this movie. He was serviceable. He actually had a little bit of a, I wouldn't say an arc, but he had some uh, some personality behind him. And he wasn't also twirling knives every five seconds like the assassin from the first movie. But that being said, he does twirl and flip a lot in this movie but not nearly as uh, hideous looking and boring as the the assassin from the first movie. So overall, I absolutely love this movie. I give it four and a half stars. I almost consider giving it five, but then you kind of consider the movies that I've given five stars to in the past. I mean, you got There Will Be Blood, The Dark Knight. Uh, you got uh, just some of the Star Wars movies and then just... Uh, I I can't even name them off the top of my head, okay? Just Spider-Man, Into the Spider-Verse, five stars. Just a lot of movies with five stars. I'm like, look, I love this movie a lot, but this one is probably not in the same category as those movies, so I'm going to hold it back just a little bit. Four and a half stars. But honestly, honestly, I could finish this review and then probably bump it up to five stars. I, I Look, I'm going to change my mind like I changed my underwear. You're going to have to forgive me, Okay. But yeah, four and a half stars. This movie is worth 10 bucks. And I know it came out in 2008, but it is still worth 10 bucks to me at least. Uh, if you can get it for cheaper, then bravo. Uh, I highly recommend going to buy this movie. And in fact, I think the movie works well by itself. Like, you don't absolutely have to see the first movie to even enjoy this movie. Yeah, there are some character nods and some references to the first movie in this one. But I don't think it would ruin your experience at all. In fact, I'm going to get to the point where this is pretty much just going to be my exclusive watch. I mean, yeah, I'll watch the original uh, every now and then. But Hellboy 2, I mean, you can pop this in on a rainy day and not feel lost in this world. And I I think that's one of the great things about the movie uh, is the fact that you can just jump in and not need that backstory uh, to really enjoy the movie. Uh, but yeah, that's going to be it from me. I appreciate y'all joining me. Y'all let me know what you think about Hellboy 2, The Golden Army. Uh, join us, patreon.com slash two game. Leave us a comment on our Facebook. However you want to communicate with us, uh, please do it. And I will, uh, maybe I will include it in our next little review. Uh, but that's going to be it from me. I will catch y'all next week on another review. Laters.